Alright, we in here, Crash Culture Podcast Show. I got my dog Big Rob back again, once again. What's up, baby? What's up? Yeah, we got a, we got a couple things we got to talk about this week, man. First off, starting with the new NFL uh, apparel line or something like that that they're supposed to be coming out with. It's called um, Inspire Change. To me, I think it was a ripoff of Collins' idea and... You know, we I tried to give Jay Z credit in the live in the live broadcast of the Crash Culture Podcast show a few weeks ago for him, you know, being such a businessman that we don't know what he's gonna do with having this deal. Tried to give him the benefit of the doubt, but I can say it's not looking too good for him with that. Because it's like they almost try the NFL is using him now to turn a profit off of Colin Kaepernick's initial struggle. You know what I'm saying? And that don't sit well with me. How you feel about that, bro? But you know what? Jay-Z's in it to make the profit, bro. And he's the one making the decision to do it or not. Mm. So I feel like if he's doing it, there's a man that got a lot of money, bro. He ain't depending on focus. Of, he don't need anything right now. He's doing everything because he wants to do it. And if he feels the profit is right, the man, the man, listen, bro, the man going to shoot a shot, bro. Listen, you shoot, listen, you shoot for the mall, you shoot for the stars, bro. And if you miss, at least you'll fall on the earth. Nigga. Yeah. Fall on the world. Yeah, yeah, that's a fact. But um, more so on this NFL season, man, uh, we talked about it last week. Rob said that the Cleveland Browns are, are looking like the favorites. but In their division. In their division, in their division. Who was the Super Bowl favorites? Again, you said Patriots, right? I mean, I, I, yeah. And, 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 and I thought the Colts had a legitimate shot. For that, yeah. How you feel about that Andrew Luck retiring? That's listen, what I really want to know about. Listen, I'm gonna tell you like this. Honestly, I feel like this, bro. Anybody has the right to retire or do anything. Listen, this man has been through hell and back. Yeah. He's had injuries that we can't even fathom having, bro. He's been through shit. He rehab and everything. I have no problems with his with his, uh, with, his, with his decision to retire. My only problem is, if you have one, is when he decided to do it. Holy shit! The middle of the third preseason game. Damn. Damn. I mean, look at look at Gronkowski, bro. Look at everyone that's retired, bro. But he could have waited longer, though. He could have took more money from him. He got all his money anyways. He got that twenty-four minute. The coach, and this is what I think. I think it has something to do, honestly, with that training, with that uh, medical staff, because that medical staff is not up to par. It's like KD with uh, Golden State medical listen, staff. Jim Mercy, Jim Mercy just decided, hey, keep the twenty-four million that you owe us. Don't, don't worry about it. I think that was a class move. Uh huh. At the end of the day, there could be something behind it. Like, yo, man, here, don't say nothing about you know, whatever the fuck. I think their medical staff is pretty, pretty under fire if you think about it from the inside, bro. With all this extra shit, because they couldn't diagnose his calf, they couldn't diagnose his shoulder, they couldn't diagnose anything, bro. And it's, it's caused him to go through ruthless amounts of rehab. Damn. You know what I mean? And so. Some place that was once your refuge in life, bro. Something that you look to the most, that you love the most in life, mm-hmm. becomes your darkest spot. Yeah, it's tough, dude. Yeah, yeah, you know? that is true. I didn't even know that about the medical staff not being it's able tough. to diagnose him properly. What do you mean? The calf injury? He had no timetable. Yeah, you know. But that remind me, like with Golden State Absolutely. and KD and Iguodala and Iguodala too. They gave him a fake injury. Yeah, so and find out he had a, he had a broken goddamn bone. And Eagle Dallas talked about that publicly yeah. on the Breakfast Club, and that yeah. brought a lot of negative publicity yeah. to the Golden State Warriors. So I think that they're trying to avoid that. But Andrew Luck seems like a class act. He don't seem like he Andrew would expose Luck that team. Is a class like. act all the way through and through, top to bottom. Andrew Luck is a class 
act. He gave his fucking body for the game. Mm. He didn't, he didn't want to be Junior Seau. He didn't want to be Nick Bonacani from the Dolphins. He didn't want to be these guys, bro, that retire and then they either get CTE, don't remember their kids, or they can't get up a flight of stairs. He didn't want to be that. Because, listen, this man's played through lacerated kidneys, pissing blood, throwing up blood. Yeah, that's like Tony runs, Romo. Broken this, torn this. A shoulder injury we've never even heard of in the NFL. Damn. That boy was putting together by strings and shit. Oh, man, damn. Bro, the man was put together with Band-Aids and duct tape. Yeah, I can't imagine being able to play underneath that amount of pain. The general manager, he didn't do his job. No. Ursay didn't do his job because he didn't get a general manager that fucking gave a shit enough to do his job. Look at that offensive line. Yeah. Since Andrew Luck's been there, that offensive line has been either the worst or the second worst in the league. And I'm a Dolphin fan, and that's hard to say. Yeah. Yeah. You That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. That reminds me of like Ryan Tannehill. This man was hit 400 times in his career. Damn. He was sacked 41 times as a rookie. Not, yeah. not, and that's not including hits. Yeah. The man was sacked 100 times almost in his first two years. That reminds me. Hits. That reminds me of Tannehill, though. Damn, bro. Tannehill's first six, four years, five years, bro. He didn't miss a game, and he done got bounced around as much as, as Luck did. Yeah, but Tannehill was a wide receiver playing quarterback. Whatever the case, bro, hits yeah. a hit, dog. Yeah. And, and at the quarterback position, you can't brace to take some of these hits. Like you no, can. no, you can't. But that's why Tom Brady, the only thing you got to do is hit him and then rattle him. You know what I'm saying? Of course. If you hit Tom Brady, Tom Brady going to throw the goddamn they just, game. They made two rules for this man. The Brady rule, you can't hit a quarterback below the, the knee or lower. Mm-hmm. Tuck rule. Yeah. What? Come on. Yeah. Tuck rule. They made rules to protect him. They made rules because of him. Yeah, I, when is this bitch gonna fucking retire, bro? I'm tired of seeing him Listen, playing. I think he sold his soul or something because he'll play till he's fucking fifty, bro. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. Willie bro. McGinnis was interviewing on NFL Network, bro, on, on Inside. And he looked good he too. He looked like he's thirty. Yeah, he looked good. Fuck Tom Brady though. You know why? Why? Look at that offensive line. Dude. Yeah, that offensive they, line. They, they, done, they done shipped out and lost all half of their line since. Come on, bro. Brady's been playing what? How many years? Almost twenty. Twenty. And look, that offensive line's had a lot of new faces, dog. Yeah. And every time, they just always is consistently protecting Everybody them. that leaves that team does worse. Yeah. Players, coaches, everybody. Yeah, I don't know look what Nick Soldier, his big left tackle for all them years. Yeah. Left, who the fuck heard of Nick Soldier since? Nick Soldier was a beast in New England. Of course, England. bro. Everybody was a beast. Look at all these coordinators they had. Beasts. Yeah. Left nobody ain't did shit. But it really, shows you how important coaching is. It shows you it's exactly what it is. Coaching is very, very fucking important, bro. Especially in the and NFL. Bending, and bending the rules. You know yeah, saying? yeah. But we all know, like we talked about, bro. Y'all don't want to hear about that shit because y'all it don't matter now this season. You know what I'm saying? I didn't told y'all a million times the Patriots is cheated. They got away with murder. The damn the Saints. The Saints then cheated and got away with murder. Okay. Ah, uh, and listen, when it comes to cheating, unless every fan is going to make the NFL honest by not watching and not giving their money to impossible. these motherfuckers. Exactly. Impossible. Exactly. You know what I'm That's saying? It's impossible with hockey. It's impossible. Let alone the king sport in this country. It's impossible with any sport. I see that nowadays. Of course, that fans are incapable of, of keeping their money in their pocket or not watching. I got news for you. I've been through I've been through a lot of shit with the Dolphins. I've never really seen a true, yes. a true win winning season, bro. No, no, I've you never, haven't. I, listen, I, the only time I've since I've been alive that we won a playoff game, bro, was like two thousand and one, and I was yeah. and I was on the road coming from Orlando in a car on the radio. I couldn't even. I've never seen the Dolphins win a playoff game. When was the last time the Dolphins went to the playoffs? Two thousand eleven. 
2011? It's been that long? You sure? Yeah, 2011. Uh, it's been eight years. The last time they really went to the playoffs was when Brady um got injured for that season. We got no, nah, no. Nah, it was a couple years ago. We and it won, and nah, one more season ago, after that. Been 20, fuck, bro, I don't remember. Bro. It was one more we, season we, after we, that. We had Matt Moore because Tannehill was hurt. We had Matt Moore starting, and fucking Pittsburgh destroyed us. Okay. That was recent, bro. That was yeah, couple, yeah, couple years ago. yeah. But it's been it's be years between Dolphins getting in the playoffs. Before that was 2011. Before that was 2008 with the Wildcat year. Yeah, like I say, the Dolphins is rest fucking cursed. Rest in peace to the late Tony Sperano, by the way. And Tony Sperano's dead. Yeah, yeah. Tony Sperano died like two years ago. He died two years. I didn't even know, man. He was, he was a coach when he died. He was still coaching. Damn, I don't know nothing. I don't follow nothing to deal with the Dolphins. Yeah, he wasn't with the Dolphins. You know, they were saying that they're going to trade Larry to, to Sumie or whatever the fuck that tackle name is that y'all got. They was going to trade him. Larry Tussle? Yeah. They, they wanted Davian Clowney. And I yeah, know. but Larry I is Larry is more he's, important than Larry, Clowney. Larry is our cornerstone. He's one, of the, he's one of the best graded left tackles in football. He's only been in the league a couple of years. And for Davian Clowney, he's whatever he is, bro. But I'm listen, dog, there's no guarantee. Listen, what the trade is. Mm -hmm. We're gonna trade him and someone else, Larry Thompson, someone else for Jadavian Clowney and two first round picks from the Texans. Yeah, but they said that y'all locker room gonna revolt at that. Yes, bro, and I, I don't blame him, dog, because this is the second best player on the fucking team, dog. Yeah. I mean, and he's graded one of the top four or five left tackles in football. And you need a line. You need an old line in that league. I'm not sure man. Laramie Tunsil is worth trading for Jadavian Clowney, bro. He's not worth trading he, listen, at all. After this year, he's mm. not forced to stay in Miami, dog. Yeah, I know. That's that. And listen, no that's stupid. That's why I don't understand why they would do that. That's stupid. I mean, but the Dolphins make a lot of stupid. We make a lot of stupid. Decisions. Yeah, a lot of stupid but decisions. Since this new regime's since this new regime's yeah. been in business, bro, they made a lot of right decisions. Yeah, I give it to them since uh, since uh, uh what's his name? I like your coach. I, I, I like your coach. Flores is a beast, bro. Bro, you heard what he said about after he played them eight straight Jay-Z songs and, and dog, practice and I'm, all of that? It's not because I'm biased and I'm a Dolphin fan. Yeah. I think Brian Flores has the best chance to actually do something after leaving New England, dog. Yeah. I mean, this this man has not been there 10 years. He's been there 15 years. Yeah. He started from the film In room. New England? Yes, in New England. Oh. He started from the film room as a scout and worked his way up. And look, he, he was the play caller. For the defense that squashed the number one rated offense in the Super Bowl last year. Though. Yeah. Patriots scored 13 points, bro, and won a Super Bowl. Yeah. You know what I mean? Against the Rams. Yeah. Crazy, dog. So this is first year with Miami. Yes, sir. Yeah, I really like him. I like what he said when he had played those eight straight songs and it was a lot of negative press about that in the it was media Kenny Stills, bro. and all of that stuff with Kenny Stills. He, he talked to Kenny Stills one-on-one -on -one and told him, he said, I am one of those people that you're kneeling for. I completely understand why y'all doing it, and I encourage you to do it. understood, and it's understood, honestly. Yeah. Brian Flores, he's a coach second. He's a black man in this country first. Yeah, he said that. Of course. He said that. Of course. I don't like your fucking owner, but your coach is amazing. As long as they, as long as y'all keep him as your coach, you know, y'all going to go far. I just, his owner, energy shows me that. The owner, he will do anything. He will pay anything to do anything to win. Yeah. I respect that. This man put $500 million of his own money into the stadium so we can have Super Bowls here, bro. Yeah. But at the same time, you know he's a Trump supporter, the owner. A lot of people are Trump supporters. Yeah. Bro. I mean, that by now, bro, I get it. But no, that's one, dog. Like, yeah. As a people, we have to prove, we have to move forward from that yeah. shit, dog. Yeah, because of that day, World War Three is looming, bro. It's not to get off subject. Bro. Yeah. At the end of the day, we are all going to be... 
one nation, regardless if we want to or not at one point. Though. Yeah, at one point, we have to. You know what I mean? It's, it's always a crisis that brings us together, like a crisis where we it's, all it's literally plan, have to defend. Dog. What do you mean? It's the plan to divide. Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. What do you mean? The whole plan. Nobody wants to see a white man and a black man together doing good. Nope. Or a Spanish man and a white man or a black man. Nobody wants to see this, this segregation, nigga. Fuck sake. Fuck. Mm -hmm. It's 2019, dog. Yeah. At the end of the day, bro, it's gonna be a white president, a black president, lady president, whatever fuck president, bro. We yeah. have to eat. we have to know that it's just gonna be that way. Yeah. And whatever the fuck the big dogs want to happen with all the money, it's gonna happen. Yeah. There's no at this point in time, I don't even waste time voting, bro. Probably gonna get a black mile. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's not even sure if our vote count anymore. Nope. I remember where I was at. We was just talking about that. Um. Uh. Yeah. One world. At the end of the day. We gonna all be one at one point or another. Don't get trapped, nigga. Yeah. Don't get, don't get trapped. Don't get lost. All these people talking about stay woke, stay woke. What make you think it's gonna be a World War Three though, dog? Uh, I watch the news. I keep up with shit. You know what I'm saying? And I see the certain problems that USA right now is going through with China, bro. And it's it's getting real. Yeah, that China shit. Buy, is buy all your electronics before December 15th because they're taxing. America's going up 10% on the tax because they ain't taking no more shit from China. They're cutting China off. All electronics going up 10%. And China going to go up on their price. China, going, China ain't going to get shit in America no more. Yeah. But see, that's that's, that's what I'm talking about. But we gotta, we only got to deal with that for the next, what, year? There's another thing. There's people inside China right now, good people, a lot of people, crying out to the USA to come help them because they're going through their own... Their, their own inner shit. But the thing about the USA, what I don't like and what this is one thing I give Trump credit for. You feel me? You'll never hear me get this got, motherfucker credit. I give him credit for that um that bullshit tax that they put on people for not having uh Medicare or Medicaid, whatever the fuck. That, that Obamacare, Obamacare thing, care, that tax, I didn't like that at all. All right. It's one thing that, okay, you're going to try and get everybody a more affordable health care, but at the same time, don't try and tax us if we don't got it, bro, because some people still my, might not my have sister, it. My sister had to pay $500 a year for three years, nigga, because she didn't have Obamacare. I got I waivers. I got waivers on them shits. But um, I, that shit was fuck shit, though, because I had to get you know the waiver. I, I shouldn't have to. Something else I don't like, neither, and I ain't racing by a million miles, obviously. Uh -huh. Okay. Is. Muslims in this country, Muslim families that come from wherever, and they're Muslim families, they don't uh -huh. have to work or anything, they get $5,200 a month, bro. Why? Because that's what, that's what Obama signed off on. Why did he sign off on that? Whatever the case, bro. You but, see what I'm saying? It, it's, it's little things like that that we don't know about okay. as a people, regardless, for the most regardless. part. But here's the thing. We don't know okay. about it. And, and the okay. thing about okay. it is... But I'm, I'm going to let you finish. Finish what you're saying, I'm going to say my point. That being said, $5,200 a month. Yeah. Okay, for a family and per household, but you have injured and wounded veterans that come over back from this, back from back from war, mm -hmm. white, black, all races, wounded mm -hmm. veterans that can't work, mm -hmm. and they only getting twelve hundred dollars a household. Mm -hmm. The math don't add up, though. It definitely don't add up. The math don't add up, bro. But we gonna we gonna get more into stuff like that in this next segment. You know what I'm saying it's like. Yeah, but. More touching on that, the 5200 for the Muslim families every month. You know, it's a lot of people, a lot of immigrants come to the country. And, and I don't care because, listen, they could have that. But they yeah. give more to the veterans coming back. Bro, I'm I'm getting to that. But let me say this, bro. It's more, more immigrants that come to this country 
Okay, and I'm not against people coming to America because it's supposed to, it's supposed to be the land never, of the free and the never, land of the brave. Anybody that. seeking refuge, you come over here, come over here, eat, do your thing, work, try and get help, your help money. Listen, bro, I'm Irish, and mm. the early people that helped build this country, uh, Irish, the Italians, bro. When they yeah. all shipped them over here from New York and wherever the fuck to New York from wherever the fuck. Yeah. And the Irish and the Italians helped build this country, dog. Yeah. And it influenced. But them. you know who really built this country? A lot of people, dog. No, who really, really built the country, Rob? Who that? African slaves. Of course. African slaves were fifty percent. They made fifty percent of the of America's exports. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Imports, exports. Well, imports, exports. Yeah. Okay, the slaves made the imports. Yeah. In the beginning, they was making all of the money from them being bought and sold. Of okay, then after that, cotton. Yeah, of course. Cotton is what cotton and slaves is what built the foundation for America to prosper. Ain't that was fucked up? All these years later, mm -hmm. how much things are really made by pure cotton anymore? Not a lot of things are made so by. It's they, mixed. If you think about it. Never, never off for nothing. Uh -huh. But I mean, at the end of the day, mm. where we are now, yeah, damn, for what, dog? Yeah, for what? You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. I mean, but that was our king export back course, in the day. Of course, of course. That was our king cotton and sugar cane. Of course, sugar cane was a big thing too. I was reading an article about that. How slaves in Louisiana helped bring the cotton, bring the uh, sugar cane industry to like a booming head. You know what I'm saying? And um. So much shit. Or you know how many wars started because of because of trade imports and exports? Of course, bro. That's what all basically all wars is about, bro. If no country have enemies or all allies, they only have interests. Think about think about if China stopped stopped put way back in the early ancient days if they if they didn't if they never traded out like rice. It was you know the reason why Columbus and all of those early settlers even when exploring they was exploring for spice. Yeah, they was exploring for spices and herbs and shit. Because they know the Indians, not the not the Native Americans, but the Indians from India. You know how fucked up? They had the most spices, and they wanted to match that. Yeah, yeah. Some of the some of the hottest shit you'll ever eat. Yeah. Indian like Indian curry and shit. But that's where we get all the curry and all of this stuff. But that's where that's seasoning and stuff like that. That's why it was so important. Right. Back in the day. You know what? One of the head things now in the world is trading export, import, export. What? Motherfucking electronics. Yeah. Why do you think this shit's gonna be such a big deal when America cuts off China from all uh, electronic imports and outports, bro? Because electronics is is electronics is an important thing because Technology. we all use it every day exactly. and we all depend on it to get better and advance and you stuff like that. Up shit? What? You go to Japan and shit and Asia. Now your technology's ahead of ours. Of course, man. That technology been ahead of us, but, but it shouldn't be that way. But that's only for civilians' consumption. Their technology's ahead of us. Of Military consumption, we miles ahead of everybody listen, else. Listen, listen. Russia, Russia, technological wise, Russia, Russia bullshit for sixty-one years. How they have all these nuclear weapons and they didn't have nothing. Yeah, you know what they did in them sixty-one years? Developed built them exactly. Exactly, and, and it's the same thing with the, North Korea. North, end, North Korea was bullshitting for all of, of these years, and now they're building them. In the, the meanwhile, I'm keep it real, G. And you know another thing that they're planning on doing too? What? It's it, they're planning to send a whole squadron of troops into North Korea, uh -huh. and they're gonna try. This is what it's coming to, bro. Because motherfucker don't he don't quit playing games. This is what it's coming to. They're going to go in and they're gonna seek and, and try to rescue as many innocent civilians as possible. Mm. And they're gonna fly two F-15s over that fucking country, bro, and, and wipe, bomb them, and wipe it out. 
Oh, man. They're going to bring them all to South Korea. I don't know if they're going to do that. I don't know if Trump got the balls Bro, for that. But, listen, but that's my point. I don't think if, he got the balls. Honestly, bro, I think he might, bro. He don't got the balls. I think he does. Though. I don't think he got the balls. I think he does. I don't think he got the balls. I, I really do think he does. Bro. I don't think he got the balls. See, America has like a political agenda where they don't like to be seen as the villain, even though they are. Listen, so, but the reason of, why we bombed Nagasaki and Hiroshima is because of Pearl Harbor. Outside. They needed an excuse. And what they say after Pearl Harbor. The, the head man of the, what he said. First thing he said, we've awoken the sleeping giant. Exactly. Hey, listen. America, say what you want. America's, uh, America's military uh -huh. can go toe to toe, and as far as world's concerned, we can take on two major. We can take on like, yeah. even though they have more guys, we can take on like Asia or like Germany, like Asia and Russia. We've we, done it. We've done we, it we in can previous take them wars. On together, We've done it in we'll previous lose wars. We'll that if it's two on one, but us alone can take on two. Yeah, it's who we have as our allies to come take on the rest, bro. Yeah, and listen, world war is going to be. Nasty dog. Yeah. It's cause listen, I saw the lineup of World War, bro. What the allies and who it would be, dog. And our our line is this much longer. Yeah. And after the first four, bro, it's like it ain't what, what, nobody. What the fuck's France gonna do? Yeah. The fuck's you know what I'm saying? Like what United Nations, okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. And the thing about that is those those other countries, when they see you, when they see that you you're losing the war Whoever spearheaded They see that you're losing it They start to pull out their troops And they say We can't participate in it no more And they leave you high and dry And you gotta just win with strategy Fine, listen Fine, listen First of all The United States Has the greatest Navy in the world mm -hmm. In the water Nobody's playing that chess game And they know it Yeah Air Force Nobody wants to play with that chess game And they know it Yeah Man on land is what we have to worry about bro Like China has like 10 people to our one bro Yeah As far as military people Yeah But I mean if you put one goddamn giant motherfucker And a bunch of midgets I mean they probably take them down But then you could take a bunch of midgets Yeah And that's kind of what it is bro With America With our military And outside bro Yeah like yeah, damn dog. I mean, at the end of the day, North Korea can claim they're gonna bomb anybody. Any nuke that they even try to send will be blown the fuck up. Yeah. Less than halfway here. Yeah. Nothing will ever reach here, dog. You yeah. know why? So they send all this shit to Russia. Yeah. Where it can reach. Yeah. And that shit, bro. The first time they nuke something, bro, America's gonna shoot that shit down, and it's over, dog. Yeah. And they know it. That's why this shit's been prolonged. But you know, there was uh, there was there is something in place. There's a doctrine in place that I was reading up on a long time ago. It's called Mad. Mutually assured destruction And that's basically where superpowers The only reason why America hasn't nuked Russia All of these years even though we had so much Conflict and so many problems with each other Is because of that doctrine Mad look it up mutually assured Destruction and both of them Understand that we can't go Tick for tack we can't go tick for tack With them with nukes First of all here's the thing Cause they'll wipe everybody out Right the nukes will yeah. Well, here's the thing America Fuck what anybody's talking about Nobody's fucking with America With the nuclear shit Yeah They don't want to bring Nuclear weapons into it bro Because uh -huh. exactly what you said Yeah Okay Bombs over Baghdad Yeah Outcast Yeah In the video Yeah it's funny whatever In that video It was nukes going up like this And hitting each other And blowing up Yeah What's the, Listen bro If you do that once Once is yeah. enough To yeah. fuck the moon up Nuclear winter too if you we, have a nuclear we, winter. We sent, the only nuclear we've ever sent, bro, mm. it was way back in the days, it was a nuclear it was a nuclear bomb to hit the moon. Yeah. And they hit the moon. Mm -hmm. And what that shit do? It left a monster crater mm -hmm. and, it, and, it, and it was a, there was a bell rung. Mm -hmm. 
You sure we did? We yes. nuked the moon? Yes, bro. The, the moon is made out of. That's how they found out what the moon made out of, like uh, whatever the fuck iron or whatever the fuck metal. Oh. And that's you, the gravitational pull. You bro. know who? You know who talking about nukes too? Elon Musk. He talking about nuking Mars to terraform it. Of course. You know, and that's the one thing about this. That's one thing about uh, this global population. That's one thing about us. You know, being American citizens, not just American citizens, but us being human beings, we like to fuck with shit, we like and to we don't. Our noses where it don't yeah, we don't know how that shit really belongs. That's a that's another planet. You know what I mean? And we don't really know how it works. I mean, we could take care of this planet. We could try and reverse the effects of global warming and all of this other shit. But we so concerned about capitalism. We so concerned about materialism. Everything done nowadays from a mm. government standpoint. Fuck what they tell you. It's all about population control. It's all about population control and the control of money. That's what it is. They want to control the population and control the the flow of currency. So a lot of times we're not doing things because it's not turning a profit that we would like at that moment in time. I mean, what 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 other nation do you know has a fucking embassy in every nation in this world, bro? Yeah. The U.S. has a U.S. embassy in every place in this planet, dog. Yeah. Yeah, that's a think, fact. What do you think, bro? These people don't. Nobody wants to go to war with America. That's a fact. Nobody. But here's the thing: America's been not bullshitting, but America's been fucking being nice and soft for way too long. Mm. To where now it's like these other niggas—they build arsenal now. They have artillery. They have an arsenal now. Now they feel like okay, we're wait. Listen, Russia's the second biggest continent in this goddamn planet. Yeah. Okay, next to Africa. Yeah. And then you have Asia. Okay, but it's like. At the end of the day, bro, nobody, and they know it, can fuck with America, bro. Nah. So if, if anybody ever tried, they will. Only thing we all, it will be civil war in the country, mm-hmm. which is already happening with this race war that they keep provoking. Yeah. Civil but that's war. due to the police brutality. That's why right. they keep provoking but, 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 this but, race but, war. Of course, bro. But don't you think it's a motive behind it? Of course, it's a motive behind don't it, think, bro. Don't you think if the white man wanted to kill uh, all this extra shit and the black people? Bro, there's enough black people killing black people in the world. They, there's a bigger message, bro. Yeah. They are provoking. They don't want segregation, bro, because they know what the fuck could happen if everybody united, dog. Yeah. And they will not stand for it, dog. Yeah. And they will not let it happen, yo. Yeah. That's why it's, it's still seen as um, it's still seen as kind of taboo to this day. You feel me? If you go, uh, say for instance, me and you walk into a bar together. You know what I'm saying? In Weston. I've had it with Dooley, bro. Yeah, you had it with D all the time. The white, so the white man calls the N-word out a bunch of times. Yeah. He ain't getting knocked out or fucked up by the black guy. He's getting fucked up by the white man that's been sitting behind him. Sitting yeah. Right next to him. Yeah, because, you know, if you don't if you don't say nothing about it, then you complicit. Dog, I ain't, I'm not the one, bro, to sit here and stand by that shit. Homie. Yeah. fuck do you mean, dog? Yeah. Right, me, Rob. You use the nigga word all the goddamn time. Right, bro, but that's, 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 yeah, right. <laughs> but that's because you—that's because you grew up around the I'm homies here, and shit. My whole life, I got roots. Yeah, you—you you be my, in the my hood. My face is known by everybody. You bro. be in the I've hood. Done shit for people. I've been around in wartime, battle yeah. time, good times, handouts, everything. Yeah, you've been in the hood. At the end so of the you, day, bro, it is what it is, bro. Because I'm—you have to fight for what's right, dog. Yeah. And at the end of the day, yeah, okay. They built this shit up so much in our country that race and all this extra shit is such a huge topic. Yeah. What are they doing, bro? They're getting everybody's mind off the main problem. Yo. Yeah. And the main problem is not here, bro, with our own people. But the thing about it is, too, though, the country never, this country has never repaired the damages that it has done to these different communities. And that's adding to the race tension. Because that's add to it. It's all a plot, bro. 
It's always a plot, but it's their motive for it, and they uh, are succeeding. But how do we get to the root of that, and how do we stop these motherfuckers that are in control and have the power? Yo, that's the that's the un that's dog. That's the most thought important fucking question in the world. That's the million dollar question. How to bring world peace? Yeah. What you just described. If we ever was able to do that. I can tell you where we start because I wrote down a couple of ideas a few times. Cause, you know, I thought about this idea of world peace when I remember when I was going of course, insane. Of course. I was thinking about the idea yeah, of world we were peace. Out Bible pages, yeah, them. when I ripped out I, Bible I was pa- them shit Yeah, yeah, my yeah. But nigga, my mind was such. But I was so fucking high all the time. Let me tell you something. Drugs. Yeah. What the fuck you think, bro? Who you think puts the drugs out on the street? The people to sell. Government, of course. Damn right. Now think about this. When, okay, Molly, for example, MDMA. Yeah. Ecstasy and shit. What's that shit do? It expands your mind. Yeah. It opens up doors in mind, your mind. You be But I was smoking God. weed. You will, well, listen, you will become so much more focused and you will be so much more fucking in-depth with your thought process on ecstasy, MDMA. But the thing what, about it is... This is my point. In the military, when these motherfuckers get blown up yeah, fucked up and they're lying up in these fucking tents and shit with all yeah. the missing... What do they prescribe them, bro? They prescribe them high doses of MDMA. Yeah. Because it opens their mind, bro. But this off. is the thing about that, though. If you if you live in a mundane routine, if you doing your, your daily routines in life and stuff like that, if you, you know, say, for instance, you're a construction worker or, you know, you're a security guard or, you know, you drive buses for a living and stuff like that. If you have your mind open too much, you thinking too deeply sometimes, you're not going to focus on the day-to-day and the reality because a lot of these things are... Um, What's the day-to-day reality, bro? Working to pay bills? Exactly. And that's what you... If you think too deeply about it, you're going to start to get depressed. You're going to get anxious. And any time when you're not smoking or you're not being high, you're going to get that... You're going you to get bored of that feeling. That comes with people who... You have to do the drug. Don't let the drug do you. You bro. can't abuse it. You can't become addicted. Of that's course. The These drugs are so highly addictive, bro. But, bro, I got a different perspective on of this all together. My perspective on this is the people that do the drugs and they get to, you know, laugh and enjoy they high and enjoy that feeling that they get from it are the ones that are rich, the ones that don't have to wake up on a mundane routine and do that shit every day. The CEOs and the big business owners, they doing blow in their office every goddamn week. Yeah, I know the Dolphins had a coach do it. I know. Because they making millions. They making money when they sleep. Of course. So anytime when you making millions, you can experience it's life like you can, you to can, the fullest. It's easy to call someone out here a base or a junkie, bro, when they're, when they're broke. Exactly. You can't call no millionaire, multi-millionaire fucking CEO corporate boss a junkie, even though he does more drugs than a junkie. Exactly. You know why? Exactly. Because at the end of the day, that paper going to talk, bro. At the end of the day, money talk bullshit walk. And as long as you got the money, don't nobody care about what the fuck you did to get it. They don't give a fuck about what the fuck you did to get it. They don't care how you got it. All they know is that you got it. You could be the biggest dope dealer of the century. They'll give you mad props and mad respects. Shout out to uh, Pablo Escobar. You feel me? Motherfucker murdered millions. Motherfucker was selling drug more drugs than and that motherfucker. Uh, how you could fit in the house? He was more praised uh, by the people in his area than anybody in the world because he did for his people in the community, bro. You ask anybody that was alive back then, he looks how he looks in the, in the world eyes of the world, but inside his Columbia, inside his people, he was the fucking greatest person to ever lived because he was that nigga that walked down the street and gave people money, that put roofs on houses, built communities, and did for his people. Dog. Exactly. Exactly, and it, it, it's this man built. He burnt a million dollars of American cash because his daughter was cold. 
Exactly, but dog, like I say, bro, people don't care about how you got this money or what you doing with it. You this feel me? This ain't what it, this ain't a what you done for me world, bro. It's a what you can do for me. Bro. Exactly. Exactly. You don't get paid for effort, nigga. You get paid for results. Exactly. Exactly, bro. Yeah, man. Um, before we get into more pressing topics, it's not to change subjects, but have you tried that that chicken sandwich from Popeyes yet? I have not. You have not tried the chicken sandwich from Popeyes. I I tried the chicken sandwich from Popeyes. I tried the regular chicken sandwich. It's not all the hype what people was talking about. I know the hype dying down off of that shit, but it's not what all of those people made it to be, bro. It's not all that fire. I don't eat Chick-fil-A at all. I got food poisoning from Chick-fil-A twice. So I don't eat Chick-fil-A at all. Everybody talking about all Chick-fil-A great and all that shit, I don't, I don't hear what they're talking about. I, I don't eat Chick-fil-A at all. But uh, that Popeyes sandwich, me... I'm a sandwich guy. I'm, I'm trying to cut back on the bread because you know bread not good for you. Starch. Yeah, all of the starch and the dough and all of that shit, that's terrible for you. And if you're trying to lose weight, take bread out your diet for about three months bread, and you'll rice, drop pasta. like 20, 30 pounds. Bread, rice, pasta, anything that has that starch or that dough or that flour in white it. Foods. Yeah, white foods. If you take any of that shit out your diet, I'm telling you, you'll drop weight so fucking fast you won't believe it. Even if I cut back off of eating sandwiches like stop, once every two stop weeks. Stop drinking soda. That too. But I'm telling you, it's the bread. Of course. 100% bread because that flour is in almost everything you eat. And the flour, when you put water on flour, what it do? Clump up. And all of that that clumped up shit, that shit coming in your stomach and it's sticking to your gut. Sound like my girl last night. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. Uh, that Amazon rainforest too was another thing that you know that shit was crazy, bro. And you know they said that that big oil corporation they started those fires because the the Amazonian people had won a, a legal battle against them of some sorts for them not to be able to mine over there. And you know, to me, like all these corporations, all these companies, I feel like they like the villains of the world. You know what I'm saying? You see it all in cartoons and animation and all of that stuff. Like they make the big companies, the you know, like they make them the villains because they really are in real life. They really are in real life, like LexCorp and you know, uh, the Legion of Doom and all of that shit. You know, these these big ass corporations is nothing but some filthy, greedy bastards that just want to make a dollar. They don't give a fuck about nobody in the economy. They don't care about nobody on the planet. Only thing they care about is the almighty dollar. And that's an ill way to live. That's an ill-ass way to live. Because the funny thing about money is you can't take it with you when you die. It's only your impact what you leaving when you die. And when you come back, bitch, you'll come back as a motherfucking roach. And a bitch will step on you for the rest of your life. You know, when you do shit like that. Come back as a condom for a gay nigga. <laughs> condom is a gay nigga. Like like, uh, like like Quagmire Like Quagmire and always getting fucked up You know what I'm saying that, But them like fuck all of them corporations bro. I, I had did the orientation right Cause I had gotten I got a new job You know that right For Ally Universal I know I didn't never want to do security ever again Ever again in my life bro. I hate security But at the same time bro, Nigga gotta pay these bills bro Nigga gotta pay these bills You know we can talk about all of this deep shit all day long, but at the same time, the only way you're going to advance your agenda of whatever it may be, like mine's 
is like bringing people together. That's one of the reasons why I started the Crash Culture Podcast show because I seen the culture head into a crash. You know, I seen like we there's certain issues like race that that causes us to clash and crash and and, and argue and fight about dumb shit that we really shouldn't be fighting about and little minor shit like the music that we listen to nowadays it became so watered down and, and filled up with bullshit that it's almost impossible to sift through it for a message because the message is preaching materialism and objectifying everything you know what i'm saying so for a deep brother like myself yeah for a deep brother like myself to understand all of this and see this shit and try and make a change this i say you know what how do i start off and i talked to a couple of my homeboys one of my homeboys noah shout out to noah he had told me start a podcast and this man told me this shit i'm i'm not gonna lie to y'all dog this podcast was supposed to be out probably about a year or two ago dog but i had so much shit going on in my life at that time i couldn't do it and one day i just they i i picked up on this this app he had told me about this app anchor and i just started doing it from there but um yeah, that's a little backstory to the Crash Culture podcast show. Thought you couldn't do it till you got to it. You feel me? Ain't nothing to it but to do it. But we have so many prevalent issues nowadays that we don't talk about because we so concerned with, like I say, entertainment and mundane routine. We need to really understand these things. Just us knowing about this stuff and us understanding these things. Being it, woke is not enough. Bro. It's not enough. It's not enough. You have to actually do action. You have to actually take action. What fuck's the difference if you don't know it's coming or if you know it's coming and don't do nothing about it? Exactly. And a one action can be educating other people. You feel me? That Exactly. Because you may not be able to do something at that moment in time because of whatever position you is in in life at that moment, but that next person might be able to do something. You know what I'm saying? And the next person that they may talk to about something that you told them might be able to do something. Shout out to Nipsey Hussle. Exactly. You feel me? Nipsey was doing so much shit in the community and people didn't find out about it until he died. And that's the message and that's the only thing that they can say about him. Yeah, he was a gangbanger and this, that, and the third, but he fed his community and he did what he did for them and he was only going to do more. And it's the same thing with Pop. He was one of those people that was branching off into his community. Shout out to all of the entrepreneurs that are out there actually trying to inspire change and do real things in their community. Not just help out celebrities that already got millions of dollars. You feel me? Like that whole ASAP thing, like to me, especially from the shit that he said about the black community, like him not really even caring, I really didn't too much give a fuck about the whole Sweden thing. You know what I'm saying? Because he's not a person that's really impacting us and trying to drive us forward. You know what I mean? Like, if you're not trying to get on this bus and trying to make real shit happen for everybody, especially the people that look like you and where you come from, then what is you doing? What is you doing? You know what I'm saying? If you're not trying to help people that need that help in life, that just need that one big break or some shit like that, and you got the power to do it, what is you doing? Like, why do people support you? You, you know why? You they motherfucking jester. You they entertainment. A lot of these people have need. They need people to get to help them get through certain times in their life, bro. So they listen 
and, and music has one of the biggest influences in this world. Right? Music and sports. Of course. Especially in America. Music and sports so, is example, king. For example, you got people like Eminem who have verbally written down in songs, bro. I, man, I do this shit for the person that needs to hear it and is going through a hard time. Yeah. There's no one to listen to or no one to look up to. Yeah. So these, these people, some of these artists get idolized, bro. The problem is, mm. with the influence that it has and what's coming out now, come on, bro. Mm. All part of the plot. We think they put this bullshit on the radio. Bro, you know what? Somebody has said some shit about Eminem. Lord Jamar, I don't know if you heard what that boy said. You heard what he said on Vlad TV. That boy said that um, Eminem is not a a, a a top five MC, a top ten MC. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion, dog. Yeah, but you know Conway the Machine. You heard of him? He's underneath Eminem's label. Eminem signed him. And he says, niggas not riding in the hood bumping no Eminem songs. That's fine, bro. I mean, I, I, listen, to, I listen to what I listen to. I, do you I, do you bump you bump him? Of course, bro. What do you mean? I bump, I Where is he at on your list? As far as what? What are we talking about? Like, as far as song making? Greatest, greatest, greatest rapper. Rapper? Greatest rapper of all time list. Where is he at on this list of yours? I mean, all right, well, let me get a little deeper. Are you talking to... His albums, bro. No, no, no. We not talking not saying. numbers. That's what, no, fuck, fuck the numbers. We talking about is his albums. A lot of people don't look at them as, as, as great, which is beyond me, because of what they were, bro. Now, if you want to talk about, if you want to talk about his shit, you know, like uh, his productions and, and, and his shit, or are you talking about as a, bro, as a freestyle. Let bro? me explain this to you, like because as a lyricist, bro, come on. Let bro. me explain this to you like this, all right. His bars is amazing. Hands down, he bars amazing. Black, white, it don't matter with him. His bars is amazing. He's a lyricist, okay? All right. But for me, what makes a, gr- a rapper great or what makes them in that greatest of all time category is not only can they, is their music impactful, okay? Is their music impactful? What did they do in the culture of hip-hop? You know what I mean? Like, was everybody riding around listening to this nigga you know what i'm saying at certain points in time i never yeah seen, i never yeah. i never seen a real big time award show without him exactly 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 but not only that also what was his message behind his music <laughs> those are the two those are the two things really for me that put you in my greatest of all time category he's in the top 10 for me guaranteed just outside of the top five because number one of all time gotta be Tupac and Biggie. I can't go no other way with it. I'm sorry. Anybody that put anybody before them, to me your opinion is not valid immediately when it comes to the hip-hop debate. Because these are two men that gave a life for hip-hop to prosper. Here's the thing. There is no deciphering who's better at a Pac or Biggie. No, no, no. That's why I say number one. That's why I put them both there. That's why I put them both there. I already said that before. One and one A. Yeah. A lot of, now, now listen, everyone has their difference between who they like better. Yeah. Personally, mm-hmm. I like Biggie. I mean, I like Biggie more, bro. Yeah, I like Pac more. Exactly. But I would never there's, say I would never say Pac no, was better than Biggie because exactly. There's you no, feel there's me? No validity to saying any one of them was better than the other. One, exactly right? because Biggie, Biggie had the smooth flow and he had the rhymes and the bars. Exactly. They presented like the yin and the yang. Two complete. You feel me? Exactly. And that's why they number one. That's why they number one they together. Made hip hop what it is, bro. Exactly. Exactly, okay. yeah. Fuck what you say. That all their music is timeless. Yeah, and then once you go from number one 
down to number two, then that's when it's a debate. Now, now from now from the top number, now from one A and from, one B, from, from two, one A, one A. Now you go to number from two. from number two to number five. As you as got a debate. I'm, as far as I'm concerned, that number one uh-huh. has a dash and a T mark next to it. Yeah, tied for number one. Yeah. You know, from number two to five, it's always a debate. It, anybody can go in there because then after that, then you're going to start factoring sales. You're going to start factoring a lot of other shit. I'm keeping G with you, bro. Yeah. Any list that you hear from anybody yeah. after Biggie and Pop all becomes off preference. Bro. Exactly. 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 It all is all preference you know, at the end, mean, of the, at the day. end of the day. After Pac and Biggie, it's all preference. Bro. Yeah, because those two, they spot solidified. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people want to put Nipsey already into that debate of greatest of all time. You can't do that. Respecting him and everything that he's done for the culture and the community, but the man only had one studio album and he had a lot of, he had a lot of mixtapes, but he only had one as studio a, album. As a man, you can say he's tied for first. Exactly. As an artist, come on, dog, stop. Yeah. That's like with the LeBron and, and, and Jordan debate. LeBron, as a man, you could say was the greatest man to ever be in the game of basketball. But as a basketball player, you can't say LeBron's the greatest Speaking basketball of what player. You heard about the, 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 the Shaq and Kobe beef going on? Yeah, man. Shaq and, Shaq and Kobe get on my fucking nerves, bro, because. They're like little babies, bro. Yeah, because Shaq. Shaq, he got to be real with himself. He didn't work out. He didn't work out and shit like that. But he also got to be real, too. With that being said, he's still the most dominant center to ever play the game, bro. I don't know. Come on, dog. I don't know. Kareem Kareem had an unstoppable move. Had an unstoppable move. And he was a def- and he could play defense. He'll get you two blocks a game at least, and get you 10, 15 rebounds. Yeah, Shaq could right. play defense, but nah, Shaq mostly. My dad used to say Shaq bogart the rim. He get in front of the rim, and he just so massive that he just bang on everybody because of his size. No, he, no, no, listen, bro. Kareem, obviously, bro, he's one of the greatest with the hook, sky hook, and everything. Yeah, the most unguardable presence. What do you think they made a hack of Shaq for? Yeah, but that's physically imposing dominance. I don't care about that physically imposing dominance because if you put both of them against each other, Wilt Chamberlain was the Shaq before Shaq. No, yeah, okay, yeah, right, okay. He was Shaq before Shaq. Let's not kid around here, dog. That motherfucker was playing a bunch of a whole bunch of five foot nine white guys. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But that's why I don't really. When it comes to that hundred points of all time and all the records he got, he got them against inferior competition. Put Will Chamberlain in that paint with Shaq, bro. And listen, that motherfucker, yeah. he was thin, bro. Yeah, he, he gonna get body. Shit, he, he gonna get he's body. Going to get body bag in that yeah, he gonna get body bag. But you remember, it's a lot of, you know, as human beings, we only evolve. So Shaq was just one of those pinnacles of evolution. The same way LeBron is a pinnacle of evolution. You know what I mean? LeBron, LeBron James in his prime might be the most physically unguardable presence. Yeah, he you know. Jordan couldn't guard him because he was too. He was physically he would be outmatched. Yeah, these guys are just you know the saying? pinnacle, it's, a pinnacle of evolution. It's, it's come on, dog. This nigga was six nine, fucking two hundred and sixty pounds. What what I like my preference is the pinnacle of skill. Okay, because skill can beat that size from time to time, whether you believe it or not. That skill can always reign. It's gonna always reign king if you're more skilled than a person. It's gonna always reign king at the end of the day. Because you gonna have some shit in your bag that they don't have because it's always been so easy for them John, to just LeBron, do people like LeBron that. LeBron James one of the fastest athletes to ever play basketball. Yeah, but his handles is a little bit sus at times because he's a small forward. Maybe he's not a point guard. 
He has great ball handling skills. We've seen some of the greatest passes ever come from this man. Yeah, he has great ball handling skills. But at the same time, if you put the only thing that fucked up Kobe, bro, and all this shit is his ability to pass the ball. Bro, listen, listen about LeBron. You you gonna jump to Kobe from LeBron? You ain't even finished LeBron. Kobe, LeBron, Jordan, LeBron, and everyone forgets. Okay, okay, I get it. We already we already went over the Kobe thing, and I told you the LeBron shortcomings and why he's not better than Kobe. But I'm gonna tell you even more so of LeBron's. Uh, weaknesses and why he's not to me one of the most he's not not one of the most because he is one of the most skilled players of all time but he's not the most skilled player of all time because them like even like Jordan his handles they if you really had to force them to a side all game long they not gonna be able to eat off like that you know what I mean nah bro if you put it say for instance like it's a difference between Jordan's handles, LeBron's handles, and Kyrie's handles. You see what I mean? In an AI handle. You feel me? That's a handle. That's a handle with a touch of God. You know, guys like AI, guys like Kyrie, they got the handle of a touch of God. It ain't nothing they can't do with the basketball. A guy like Jamal Crawford, the handle with a the, the handle with a touch of God. You know what I mean? How far does they, how far do handles? They they magicians with the ball. It's a difference when you're a magician with like, the ball. How, how far can godly handles really get you, bro? Bruh, but I'm telling now you. Now we see what everyone knows about Kyrie's godly handles. Yeah. But now look at him, bro. Yeah, all right. You want to go he, be the man? Hey, but he he was the man that helped LeBron win that championship at Cleveland. You can't take that away from him. He hit them big shots against Golden State. Bro, of course. He hit them big shots bro, against Golden bro, State. Bro, I don't like, bro. There's people that say... And, Regardless of how you feel or not, there are people that say that Kyrie mm-hmm. was better with LeBron than Dwayne Wade was with Shaq. No, no, no. It's Im- not impossible. Those are impossible. not fucking NBA No, no, no. NBA. You can't. You can't. You can't. You can't. Because you want to talk about handles? Yeah, you can't. I mean, ouch, bro. You can't. That hurt. You can't. That hurt, dog. You can't. I, mean, I never heard nobody say that yeah, shit. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That was goofy. I never and, heard and then, nobody say that. And then after they realized they couldn't win that battle, what did they say? They said, "Oh, Kyrie was better with LeBron than Dwayne Wade was when LeBron first got there." No, no, no. Impossible. No. Nah. Even Dwayne Wade, when LeBron first got there, nah. the motherfucker averaged twenty-four points a game for the first two seasons. Yeah, D Wade. The thing about D Wade is his spot was solidified as oh, a man yeah. and a champion oh, yeah. before LeBron got there. Oh, yeah. Okay, he brought Miami a title before LeBron got there. And Shaq was in his decline of his prime, and D Wade let him. Shaq didn't play the whole second, third. I don't, bro. He got hurt along the line in that in that way to the 06 championship. Yeah. And he came back in the finals, bro. And it was like, yeah, he balled out. But goddamn, Dwayne Wade averaged the most points we've ever seen anybody average in the finals, bro. Until LeBron did it with, with Cleveland when he had Kyrie, because he yeah. had to. Yeah. Dwayne Wade averaged 35 points a game in the finals against Dallas that year. Yeah, yeah. We're going to go more into that on the next segment. Hold on. All right, yep. But um, more away from the basketball shit, man. Uh, Dave Chappelle got a new special, man. I, I recommend that shit to everybody. Sticks and Stones. If you ain't watch it, go watch it. That shit hitting. Um, his jokes on there is one of a kind. And... Dave Chappelle to me is like the pinnacle of comedian or comedic success. He changed the game. Yeah, he changed the game. Next to a um, Eddie Murphy, Dave Chappelle changed the game of, com- of com- comedy and stand up because he's just as funny as in stand up as he is on his show, as he is on the movie. 
You know what I'm saying? He's just funny overall. The, the Chappelle, listen, he was always the man who would stand up. The Chappelle show is what changed the game of comedy forever, dog. Had niggas in middle school screaming, I'm Rick James, bitch. Fuck your couch. Fuck your couch, Charlie Murphy. We was staying that shit, I'm telling you, all day long in middle school on the bus ride home. I mean. Every week was a new Chappelle line. Line. Yeah, it was a new Chappelle show line every goddamn week, bro. We just couldn't get enough of that show, bro. We middle school kids, yeah. you know, and um, that shit was cracking me the fuck up, always. And the new season of Power came out. I don't know if you've seen that. You ain't seen that yet, I neither. Seen that yet, though. Man, bro, there's so many people, you know, and like, we don't watch a lot of TV nowadays. Yeah. As you get older, you don't watch as much TV as you I, once I, I watched. Don't, I don't watch as much TV, for sure. You don't got, enough, you don't got enough time, you feel yeah, me? Yeah, bro. And when I do, down, I'm trying to get some rest, I'm trying to eat, I'm trying to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We mostly think about it like this, dog. We spend a lot of our time at work, bro. We spend Just, a lot of our time. You spend more time with your colleagues than you do with your family, bro. Exactly, you know, dog. Exactly, dog. People that got kids, they're raising kids, they at work eight hours a day. Yeah. Come home, you see your kids for a couple hours in his bedtime. You don't even want, you don't even want to really want to deal with them because you didn't deal with so much bullshit at work nine times out of ten. And I learned real quick. How to leave your work shit at work and your home shit at home. Yeah, I really want to get out. I really want to get out of that that cycle of working for a paycheck. You know, paycheck to paycheck bullshit. That's why I travel as much as I do. Man. Yeah, eighty percent of us, eighty percent of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's a real problem. As long as my bills are paid, bro, I'm trying to travel as much as I can. I ain't, yeah, I ain't gotta have a million in the bank. I'd be goddamn if I'm gonna pay bills and die for my life. What? That's why it's important to get on uh, to get on a job, not just for to work and pay bills, but to have a plan for your future. You know what I'm saying? If anything, get on a job that you're gonna have a 401k. You're gonna have benefits. You know what I'm saying? Full benefits and pension. You get on a job like that. At least you work into the light at the end of the tunnel. You know what I'm saying? The problem comes in. Like, all of these high school jobs, we got all these grown-ass people working all these high school jobs. I wouldn't even have took this other job in security if they didn't tell me that they had pension or a 401k or uh, full health hey, benefits. It makes it a lot easier at work to deal with bullshit when you know that they're going to be paying your health care for the rest of your life. And yeah. And you're going to have a nice fat pension to pay your ass every month. Yeah, man. Oh, oh, there he is. There it is, the ninth wonder of the world. There he is. Shiraz just joined the segment, but he got to go right quick. What's going on? That's why I, I know, I know. What's what going up, on? Man? What it is? You want to say what's up, dude? What it is, people? You know how it goes. Sherrod Johnson on the block, you feel me? Got to go get some things done, you feel me? The only, the only motherfucker you'll see seven foot nine with Trick Daddy braids. <laughs> yeah, I told him he looked like somebody. That's who it was. It was Trick Daddy. I was telling him that he looked like a uh, big worm and all that other shit. That, but my dog, my dog, my dog, it on the head. my dog, bread, my dog, bread stopped right on the cerebellum. <laughs> right on the cerebellum, oh, no, man. That's how I want it. No hang time. Put headphones on and over the braids. You can put headphones on and straight on top of feet. Yeah, what? That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> all right, bro. Um, I wanted to tell Charmaine happy birthday too. I forgot to say it on Facebook and Twitter. But, Sherrod, when you see Charmaine tell her happy birthday, I'm telling her happy birthday, too, on the segment. Huh? Yeah, I'm in the group text, but, you know, everybody got in the chat and it felt weird. <laughs> so I ain't want to say nothing in the chat. <laughs> I know that feeling. You know? But happy birthday, Charmaine. If you ever listen to this, you're going to hear this on this show. Um, 
man, so much shit be happening, but nothing at all. You dig what I mean? So much shit happens, but nothing at all. Social media make it feel like it's always an event going on, but nothing really at all. We out here doing this, uh, what, what, what we gonna call this? The pre-hurricane podcast? Yeah, we're going to probably do another one before, you know, but this the this is the pre-pre-Hurricane podcast. Hurricane Dorian, that's what it's supposed to be called Fuck coming in. Dorian. Yeah, but Dorian, I don't think it's going to hit like that. I'm in the mindset of a normal Floridian. Like, I didn't see so many hurricanes that hit, bro. I, I felt like it when I was in school, it was just another day to get out of school, People but not working is like bullshit. I'm saying we, we we we're battle tested here, bro. Yeah, dog. Hurricanes ain't shit does. You know what I'm saying? We gators down here. <laughs> chomp chomp. <laughs> Let them fool y'all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wolves wear sheep clothing and motherfucking gators gators wear lizard clothing. <laughs> yeah, man. But how about that game, man? I gotta give a shout out to Josh Hammond. You know what I'm saying? That's my nephew's people's, and he did his thing, bro. He did his thing. Yeah, but the Gators, uh, that quarterback Felipe Franks, he get on my goddamn nerves. But well, enough of that. Enough of that college football shit, man. I really want to see what's gonna happen this year, this 2020 year with the upcoming election and shit like that. You know, they're gonna start really, really trying to register everybody Listen, to vote. I just want everyone to know. There's a 90% chance that Trump's going to get reelected. Don't cause mayhem or pandemonium. I don't bro. feel like a 90%. I feel like it's a, like a 70%, 60% chance he'll get reelected. Let me ask you a question. Who are you going to elect instead, bro? But even Chappelle talked about it on his special. He was like, there's a good chance that Trump will get reelected because if the Dem- Democrats ain't saying shit, that's what's going to get him. They put too many people on that ballot. They got way too many people trying to run. It looked tacky. You know what I'm saying? Some of them people could have could have set back. Like Hillary, Hillary running again, right? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think she was running again. I could have sworn I seen her in one of the debates. I hope not. I mean, listen, bro. We got oh, st- Bernie Sanders running again. We got stuck between a rock and a hard place with Hillary or Trump, dog. Yeah. Joe Biden then almost completely died down. Of course. Um, but um, I think I think out of all of them candidates. The ones that speak to me the most is the ones that's talking about not only uh, what they're going to do for the country, but what they're going to do for my specific community because well, I felt the impacts of, what, you know, slavery and whatnot. And I want them goddamn reparations. Fuck what you heard. What, uh, what people fail to realize is that Trump, what Trump's done in these eight years, bro, is he, he's done a lot for the, for, the, for the small business owner. Small business for the, owner. For the small for the man that's your, your uncle, your sister, your friend that's running their own business. How has he done a lot for them? The revenue, and he's he's cut the tax. Because what happened was these big corporations were getting the smallest tax, were getting the tax breaks and paying the least in taxes while the, while the man trying to provide for his family running his own black business or whatever business uh-huh. were getting taxed the most. They were getting the heaviest taxes. You know what I'm saying? So, so now he cut the car, and now he's taxing the big corporation owners, the big CEOs, and everything. He's taxing them more and taxing the little bro, man less, bro. Bro, he has a private jet uh, regardless, tax regardless, exemption. Regardless of what he's got, bro. All no, right. I'm saying he has a private tax, yeah, yeah. private jet tax exemption. If you buy, buy a private jet, you will be exempt 
from I think I don't know how many millions well, of dollars in taxes. Across, bro, you can't just do this shit because fucking the panel is declining. You yeah, have to, you have to you have to give and take, bro. You have to, you know what I'm saying. You have to rob Peter to pay Paul a little bit. But, bro, I don't. I right, listen, man. And, and and the jobs and the jobs he's created. Bro. He's done. No, no, he ain't. No, 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 no. He has not, bro. I see a lot of minimum wage jobs. Obama created more jobs than him. I and both of them have created a lot of minimum wage jobs. And to me, that's not really creating jobs. You got to create jobs that people can sustain their life. You know what I mean? You got to create the now. If he raised the minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour, I, I'd be like, yeah, 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 he all right. They sign, they sign. I know they signed something for Florida. They postal raised it in twenty twenty to fifteen dollars an hour. You know, but that was Ron DeSantis. I didn't think I was gonna like that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? When he was running against Andrew Gilliam, I didn't think I was gonna like him because he was a Republican and Trump backed him, and there was a lot of bullshit that he was saying to feed Trump base. But at the same time, since he's been in office, Governor DeSantis has, you know, he has earned some of my respect to call him Governor DeSantis instead of uh, Ron DeSantis. You know what I'm saying? A no-name motherfucker. Because he, he does some well, shit. Let's, let's not dive too deep into politics, bro. Because yeah, nobody likes to talk two, about two politics. Things, two things you don't talk about in the world, and, and, and really, bro, is religion and politics. You'll never be right to... Uh, everyone has their own opinion, and everyone's opinion is wrong to the other person. Right? But that's the problem with the culture. That's why I created this, dog. To, hey, if you feel like something, bro, if you feel a way about something I'm saying or anything you saying, you can always get at a bitch on Facebook, Twitter. You got all of my accounts. Bam Ben New on Instagram. Bam Smith 22 on Twitter. You know, Bam Smith on Facebook. If you feel a way, if you feel froggy, leap at me. Let me know how you feel. I like to hear these criticisms. You know what I'm saying? Love to hear points of view, bro. You know, all it is is just that. It's just words. I'm a big. I'm a big man. You have to talk. You have to talk to the right. To the right audience too, bro. I'm a and big man. Everybody. As long as you ain't talking disrespectful, you can say what you want to say. A lot of people. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You have to know how to, you have to, know how to coordinate yourself, bro. Yeah, like I, I listen to other people. It's been people that support Trump, and I heard their points of view. Like this one dude I play basketball with on a regular name, Ben. He supports Trump from the beginning, and I listen to his point of view. I don't, we don't agree on everything, but I listen to his point of yeah, view because yeah, yeah. we all different human beings at the end of the day. Yeah. And the only way to for us to move forward is for us to understand yeah. why we have these different points of view. You have to understand everyone's point of view, bro. Yeah. But if you don't. How the fuck do you bring bring it bring 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 an, act, an accurate you know what I'm saying an accurate fucking perspective bro, yeah bro, if you don't know everyone's point of view and perspective on it yeah everyone lives a different life everyone has a different hand they were dealt and everyone because of that has their own different views and points of views and emphasis yeah the problem is nobody wants to hear it bro because everyone wants to just be like yo this 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 that's how I feel and that's it yeah as soon as you're quick to disagree with someone. That's they they uh, cut you now, off. Now it's a fight, or you look at some type of way, or soft society, bro. Yeah, and that's another thing too. People' feelings get way too hurt now, more faster, bro. It didn't used to be like this when we was growing up. Not like Chappelle show would have never yeah. been able to say the shit it was able to a say. Wise, a wise man once told me, "Facts don't give a fuck about your feelings." Nah, not at all. Not at all. Facts don't give a fuck about your feelings. And the thing about it is, in reality, there's always something that's some comedy you know what I'm saying you gotta be able to laugh at your pain at certain points in time you know what I'm saying and the only way you're gonna be able to do that is to talk about these things 
You know what? Another thing that people say don't talk about that I talk about all the time: religion. That's what I said. I said politics and religion. That's one it's thing. Just, it's just a debate that you don't want because at the end of the day, uh-huh. it'll always, probably, always end up in some kind of art to where, to where, to where it hits somebody at a soft point, bro. And it's too easy to hit someone's soft side with that, bro. So it's like, fuck that. But if we're going to speak on it, we can speak about anything. That's what this is about. Right. It's about talking about anything. Right. That's what crash culture is all about. We're talking about any and every goddamn okay. thing. You know what I mean? That's why I put on this on this motherfucker explicit content. You know, I can't put this shit on YouTube. I can't say what I want to say on YouTube because I don't want to get stripes, marks, none of that goofy ass shit. I don't want to be hunted down by bounty hunters. Nah, hell nah, man. If they looking at your face, that's a problem with YouTube. Everybody able to see your face. There's too much access to you and what you're saying. Remember how remember how fucking awesome Facebook, MySpace was when it was all everything was concealed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying now Facebook, everything's out in the open. Everything's public. Everybody sees everything. Yeah, and everybody hear everything. Everybody got rabbit ears. The more time goes, the more people get fucking softer and softer. Bro. Yeah, and man. All these hate crimes and blocking people and reporting people. Fuck you, gonna report someone because they speak their opinion and it's not disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what's another thing? Like, I've, I've been saying this for a while now. All these hoes selling premium snap on Snapchat. They don't get blocked. They don't get reported. They don't take them down. I think Snapchat is starting to promote them because I see them in the little tabs and shit. You know, that shit crazy to me. It's like basically like prostitution on a, a worldwide app. We call that shit PayPal. That shit they used to pay pictures to send nigga pictures on. Cash app. Oh, no, no, no. They send pictures? No, nah, when, when you pay for money, you bitch see a nigga picture and you send the $10. Oh, um, Twitch? Nah, it's some pay shit. It's something that Facebook has on the app, dog. Oh, I don't know. A lot of these apps is that you're able to monetize shit like that. You're able to monetize almost anything, you know, nowadays. There's a lot of gaming channels out there where, you know, you could donate a dollar, two dollars, five hundred dollars and shit if you like what they, with the content, what they talking about. If you want to donate some money to me, you know, my cash app is dollar sign jab smith. I think it's a 22 at the end of it. I accept all donations. I accept all donations. Get at me, because I'm not too sure. Get at me on Facebook or something like that. If you didn't hear my Facebook earlier, rewind this and play it again. You know, It'll help a brother out, you know. Well, you can get that vent, bro. It, that's all what I'm trying to do. Come out with stuff where people can vent, and you ain't got to worry because I ain't gonna judge your opinion. I might call you a jackass, but if your feelings is easier offended, then you ain't gonna like me anyway. It's hard. It's, listen, bro. You, you can invalidate your, your your argument very quick, bro. It's like certain people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Coming with stupid, real retarded shit. Yeah. I listen to you. I, I listen to everybody. I might, I might stop listening after the first couple of minutes. After, mm. uh, <laughs> I've had people come to me and start some conversation with the most get the fuck out my face shit. Yeah. But I always show respect though. Yeah. Now I had this. You remember Helmet? Yeah. He was talking to me. You know, he's really in the, the, the churchy gospel stuff and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he was talking to me about um, some stuff like that. You know, um, Jesus and whatnot. And. Um, I was trying to tell him the bigger picture and the history behind that whole story and shit. And I was trying to tell him, if you really look at the history of things, for a black person that knows their history, they might see that as, you know, um, 
a racist religion and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. You know, our mothers and fathers grew up on this and much respect to them and our grandmothers and grandparents and our ancestors grew up on that. But at the same time, it's not like we move away from those foundational lessons that they gave us. But at the same time, everything has to evolve. And to look at something that's thousands of years old or hundreds of years old and to say that, no, that doesn't need to evolve. That need to stay exactly where it is. Yeah. People need to change, yeah. and so does what they're being taught. That needs to change, too. It needs to expand to fit more so of what the modern man is thinking about and going through every day. Yeah. That's why they wrote rewritten it so many times. You know, they uh, they edited the Bible a yeah, lot of, of times, course, too. So. You know, I mean? <laughs> it's, it's, you know Bible, a lot of revisions. The Bible was written in Hebrew and... Rewritten by people who didn't know Hebrew and rewritten and rewritten and rewritten yeah. and rewritten and rewritten. And... Yeah. Yeah, so it is what it is. Right. I mean, you know, I never take nothing away from nobody's religion and or anybody belief. If you Buddha, you you Catholic, you know, uh uh you whatever it is you believe, you know. Much respect to you and your uh belief system. But at the same time, I know what's for me and what's not for me. I used to have Jehovah Witnesses. I used to have Jehovah Witnesses. Yeah, I used to have one come to my house every Saturday morning and sit with me outside and talk to me for hours about Jehovah and this, that, and the third. And I always respected them and I always talked with them and stuff like that. But I used to just point out the plot holes and the questions that I had. And some questions they could never answer. A lot of questions a lot of religions can't answer. Yeah. So I, that's why I'm more spiritual than anything, yeah. you know, because spirituality is more deeper than what the confines of religion could present to you, because now you get into questioning the existence and why are we here and, you know, why things are the way that they are. And then that's when you dive into history. It, it, I say to myself, anything that make you learn more about the world around you is good for you. If you feel like Christianity is something that make you learn more about the world around you, that's good. And at one point, that was good for me, too. And if you feel like that about Buddha and all of that other stuff, that was good for you, too. But me, I have to learn about everything in order to understand everything. No, I'm not real religious, though. So yeah. I really don't have the most comment for it. You know? Yeah. I don't tell nobody they're wrong. I live my life, dog. That's how it's supposed to go. 